0: You're listening to the Voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is the second and final part of The Satrap's Mark by Thomas Foe Steele, offering a sample piece from the new anthology In the Light of the Dawn by the Furry Historical Fiction Society. More of his stories can be found at his Fur Affinity page. Last time, Pantea and Shireen entered the Temple of Reanosa where they encountered the mysterious Hashmed, a servant of the old gods. We ended on a cliffhanger where our heroes were drugged unconscious by henbane-spiked liquor. Please enjoy The Satrap's Mark by Thomas Fosteel, Part 2 of 2. Fuck, Penthea muttered as she came to. A length of moist hemp cord bound the leopard's paws firmly behind her back. Lifting her head caused her vision to gray out around the edges. In the name of the satrap, I command you to answer. Who really are you? She yelled into the crushing darkness around her. I told you already. Do you think I fed you lies, young leopard? A torch blazed to life, illuminating the cramped chamber. The red cloaked figure bearing light crawled forward, rich silver bangles on his wrists subtly glinting. Apple flesh loudly crunched as he tore a chunk out of luscious red fruit. I am Hashmed Falling Star. It's obvious to you what the sacrifice is now, isn't it? Pentea snarled, impotently thrashing about. The unyielding rope held her fast, binding her to a wooden stake secured in the stone with a corroded brass pin. She struggled against the rising claustrophobia in her core, the ceiling just a few inches above the tip of her ears. I never should have trusted you. Obviously, Hashmed replied, rolling his eyes. I must admit that I hadn't expected you two to be quite so naive. "'Still, if you hadn't accepted my hospitality, "'I would have had to employ less civilized means to bring you down here. "'Perhaps it was for the best then, eh? "'Diana Pitt, grandson of a stinking jackal!' "'Ferene shouted as she regained consciousness. "'Keeling over from the henbane had chipped one of her incisors, "'leaving her grimace jagged and uneven.' Gathering her strength, she hawked a chunk of blood-tinged phlegm at the lynx, missing his muzzle by the width of a wheat stalk. Give me my shamshir back and I'll show you just how naive I am. Rolling his eyes and snorting, Hashmed crawled to the opposite side of the room, his tail sweeping across the ground as if hunting for something. While Pantera continued to fight her bonds, he fastidiously examined the wall by scraping his claws across the mortar. After a few minutes of searching, his whiskers twitched to the light as he found a small lever concealed near the ceiling. Do you know what this temple was used for? Sacrifice. Unha sacrifice. Panthea instinctively arched her back in anger, pupils dilating to let in more light. That's what these stakes are for, aren't they? You're absolutely correct. Flicking the lever downward, Hashmid opened the sluice gate. A stone aqueduct brought frigid water from the river down into the temple, nearly sweeping the lynx onto his side as it rushed in. Grunting with effort, he locked his claws into ragged grooves worn by those beyond memory to keep himself rooted. I think there's time for a little history lesson before you breathe your last. Panthea scanned across the ceiling, recognizing the outline of one of the old gods, Reynosa, carved into the stone. Trident firmly grasped in one hand, he gazed at fields of condemned Anna, staked along the banks of the Tigris River. Good transpires for those who do righteous deeds for their own sake, not for the search of reward. Those who do evil for search of foul reward shall have divine justice brought down of them. With threefold intensity, the leopard snarled. Please, do not cite your imported faith to me. I do not fear Ahura Mazda's justice, Hashmed replied. I have power even your highest priests lack. And yet here you are, cool water rolled across Pentea's calves, As a low-pitched grinding heralded the descent of a stone staircase from the ceiling. A small water wheel, mounted above the sluice gate, transferred power to a rotating shaft, each revolution lowering the steps a bit further. Hiding in ruins and sacrificing teenagers to your petty gods speak volumes to your true power. Save your breath. Once the grinding stopped, Hashred dragged himself onto the first step, only inches above the swirling torrent. The ancient blood sages knew of a sacred alchemy that granted everlasting life so long as the proper sacrifices were made. It was the highest and most beautiful work of blood magic. Then your satrap came and ruined everything. He knows the difference between necessary violence and self-indulgent brutality, Pantea snarled, the drowning post splinters digging into her bare knuckles. Eyes fully adjusted to the dim light, she was overcome with horror, as she realized the true extent of what had transpired in this place. Judging from the pictographs adorning the walls, thousands of Hanha were drowned in this very chamber. I'm glad he put an end to it, So many lives snuffed out, and for what? I see now, you'll never understand, Hashmed laughed bitterly. There is no afterlife for creatures like us. The gods care little for their mortal creations. All we can do is take a scrap of their power for ourselves while we still draw breath. It's not too late to stop this. Pentea could barely feel her fingers as the water rolled across her biceps. Fur puffed out along the crest of her spine as Shireen violently yelled while fighting to break three. The satrap is merciful. He will spare your life if you repent. A mortal life is no life at all. Hashmed mockingly flicked his tongue over his lips. Contempt dripped from his burning eyes like rubber sap from a scored bark. Nothing will replace what was lost when the satrap slew the blood sages, but your deaths will start to set things right. I advise you not to fight the water. Just relax and take a deep breath. I'll be going now. It always turns my stomach to what? As the pair thrashed about in the water, Hashmed ducked through the archway at the top of the stairwell. He left them alone in the pitch-black chamber, the raging torrent swirling all around them, like the raw fury of Ardvi Sura Anahita. Pentea struggled to avoid giving in to the panic rising in her chest. Think! That's always been your strong suit! Shireen shouted. Is there something Hashmed might have overlooked while tying us up? Can... Can you reach my dagger? Pante asked in a moment of sudden clarity. I, I think it's still attached to my inner thigh. Working on it, Shireen grunted. In better circumstances, the leopard might have enjoyed the feeling of her Sagaris' paw pads stroking so close to her... intimate areas. Right now, it only served to spike her almost overwhelming sense of dread as the caracal hunted for the scabbard. I think I've got the scabbard... I can't get the knot loose. I'm going to have to cut the dagger free instead. Searing pain shot through Pentea's thigh as one of Shireen's claws tore through her flesh while severing the cord. A moment later the caracal used the blade to saw through Pentea's bindings. Once Shireen broke through, Pantea had to cling tightly to the drowning post to avoid being swept away. I'm free. Now pass me the dagger and I'll return the favor. Right. Shireen grunted, panting with exertion. There was no time to try and move at it. There was no time to try and maneuver the knife beneath the water, not that Panthea could see anything through the silt. Accidentally cutting her palm on the wicked sharp edge, the leopard freed Shireen, as freezing liquid touched the bottom of their muzzles. Got it! Now let's get out of here! Shireen shouted. You go first, I'm right behind you! Thanks. Though if I had to choose to drown with anyone, I'd choose you. Penthea gasped while struggling under the staircase. She rolled onto her back as water trickled from her undercoat, chest rising and falling like the pumping of a bellows. Let's save the talk of a romantic death for after we escape, eh? Shereen threw herself upward just as her claws lost traction. Shit! Grunting as the current gripped her thighs, Shireen's paws fought for purchase on the slick stone. It took every ounce of muscle the Sauris possessed just to tread water, the rough-hewn ceiling pressed against her back as the water level crested. A moment after her air pocket was extinguished, the leopard seized Shireen's wrist and tugged her from the white-headed torrent. Let me pull you from a watery grave this time around, Pentea shouted. The caracal collapsed onto Pentea's chest with a soft sigh. Amid the struggle, the sun like warmth of her sagaris's body was like fresh baked bread to a starving man. Soothed by the sensation of Shirin's thundering heart, Pentea allowed her heavy eyelids to droop just for a moment. As much as I'd like to stay like this, we should move, Shirin remarked, tenderly brushing a paw through the leopard's head fur. She began discarding her waterlogged armor, leaving only the chest plate in place. We're not out of danger yet. There's no one I'd rather face the danger with, Panthea climbed to her feet, applying pressure to her bleeding paw. Though the cut was deep, she hadn't severed any tendons. You take point. I'm not the most able fighter in my condition. Don't undersell yourself, and Athanatoi isn't out of the fight until that burial shroud is pinned in place. Unsheathing her claws, Shireen kept a few paces in front of the leopard. Tremors shot through her shoulders as every muzzle in her body fought desperately to generate warmth. We're in this together, right? By a Mazda we are, Pantera replied. Halting at the top of the stairwell, Shireen blinked as a water droplet fell gracefully from the ceiling onto her brow. Like a capful of twinkling starlight... It streaked downward through her fur before coming to rest on the tip of her black-pink nose. If we get out of this, maybe I can take you for that barbecued fallow, dear? The caracal asked hesitantly. I'd like that. I'd like that quite a lot, actually. Penta reached forward to affectionately caress her cigarist's shoulder. Her trembling fingers stroked through water-lugged fur as her cheeks suddenly felt sunbaked. It's a date. Y- y- you... You weren't supposed to survive that! Hashmid shouted, leaping out from the shadows. You were supposed to die! Shireen barely registered the dull glint of Hashmid's weathered dagger before it pierced the meat of her shoulder. Screeching with a mixture of rage and pain, she grappled Hashmid to the ground and began cuffing his muzzle. The dagger slid out of her thrashing flesh, skittering across the floor before coming to rest at Panthea's feet. Now I have to get my paws dirty, Hashmed growled, fighting to put Shireen in a chokehold. You're going to regret this, cur! Little help, please, Shireen shouted, delivering a sharp elbow to the lynx's groin. Hashmed let out an agonized screech, "'doubling down on his assault as he tore her flesh wounds like a vicious oxpecker, "'Blood gushed through her fur as she returned the favor, "'claws slashing Hasmid's chest like a five-tipped sword. Shagasma! May the gods take your soul!' "'On it!' "'Before Pantea could slink her claws into the lynx's shoulder, "'his heel slammed backward into the center of her chest. "'Ribs creaked ominously as she staggered backward.' Gasping for air, she was left doubled over as Hashmi cinched his forearm around Shireen's throat. In that instant, all the leopard's restraint vanished. Snarling like a feral animal, Panthea leveraged her righteous fury to force her body beyond its limits. She leapt on top of the lynx's back and began brusquely hacking at him like a training dummy. Immersed in the blood rage of a true Athanatoi, Pantea barely felt his retaliatory blows, each landing as though it were a padded sword in the training arena. I won't let you harm her! Squirming out from beneath Hashmid's weakened grip, Shireen went on the offensive. Blinded from blood, trickling from superficial wounds on her forehead, she brutally slashed at links with her natural weapons as he tried to dislodge Pantea from his back. The distinctive thudding of letter armor from somewhere down the hallway signals the approach of others, though it was impossible to tell if they were friend or foe. "'Get away from my girlfriend!' Shireen screamed. Hashmid groaned as Shireen's index claw caught an artery on his throat. Flopping backward to smash Pentea against the hard stone floor, he rose alone as a leopard sprawled out from exhaustion. Too weary to stand for more than a few moments, he reached the opposite wall and collapsed. The crimson hue of his cloak... Intensified as he futilely applied pressure to his wound, this is at an end," Shireen growled. "Let me help you. I'd prefer you live long enough to supply the Satrap with information. You will never defeat us. We will have your blood." Hashmed gasped light fading from his eyes like a falling star dipping beneath the horizon. His paw fell to his side, revealing a deep, lightning-bolt gash across his throat. It was far too large for even the finest blood moss to seal. The satrap will fall. As Shireen scanned the corridor for her pack, Hashmead gasped and went limp. Placing a finger against the side of the lynx's neck at it. Placing a finger against the side of the lynx's neck, she sighed and shook her head. Damn it, he's gone. "'Pantea! Serene! Are you all right? The pair gazed upward as flickering torchlight fell upon their slitted pupils. A golden jackal, with a cloak the colour of dried hay, looked them over, bearing the leopard's head sigil of the satrap's guard in his pauldron. Panthea realized he must have been the gold cloak she'd caught a glimpse of outside the temple. Thank the gods you're safe! Forgive my transgression, Commander Ismaili. Shireen bowed. I did not mean to place Panthea in danger. There is nothing to forgive. There is nothing to forgive. Escorted by two more golden jackals, the satrap, a great leopard clad in armor of the finest bronze, stood clear and bright as the moon on a cloudless night. He seemed to radiate power, his golden eyes subtly glowing like the gills of a jack-o'-lantern mushroom. Commander Ismaili alerted me as soon as you disappeared into the temple of Reynosa. Fortunately, it seems our intervention was not needed. I was unable to interrogate him before he passed, Shireen said, glancing at the leopard beside her. I was too focused on protecting Pantea. You fought valiantly, the satrap said, voice layered with fatherly warmth. Let Commander Ismaili tend to some of your wounds while I speak to your immortal. It appears that she has earned her mark. Yes, satrap, Shireen replied, slumping against the wall. That sounds wonderful. I must seal your mark while the cut is fresh. Towering over the teenage leopard, the satrap had to squat down to brush his enameled claws across Penthea's forearm. They came to rest on the wicked gash on her paw. Earned in triumph, the scar from this wound shall mark you as one of the Athanatoi. Though this is not the challenge I prepared, it was a worthy test of your mettle. Thank you, satrap. Penthea struggled to remain upright. I'm ready. The satrap drew a dagger lightly across his forearm. Murmuring a rich and melodic incantation in Farsi, he mixed his blood with a sacred blend of herbs and blood moss. The leopard spread it across Pente's laceration until it was completely covered with sienna brown paste. Rise, blood of my blood and servant of the King of Kings. You fought valiantly against a foe I thought long since vanquished. In doing so, you earned for yourself the status of an immortal. Wear your mark with pride, Pantea Zaman Immortalem. Pantea basked in the glow of triumph, as a brush of endorphins surged through her mind. Her eyes widened as the satrap stripped the poultice away to reveal a gleaming scar across her palm a so mark exactly like the one her mother bore. Thank you. If you would excuse my impertinence, who was he really, Satrap? Shireen, now covered in linen bandages, stood up and coughed. She threw her arm around Pantea for support as her left knee gave way. He tried to kill Pantea. I need to know if she's still in danger. Readily bearing her weight. Leopard sighed as Shireen's warm body pressed close against her side. If you're comfortable sharing your wisdom, Satrap, Pentea respectfully added. A great civilization existed here before the Empire. They were practitioners of a twisted form of blood magic. By drawing vitality from those they sacrificed to their gods, they believed they could bestow upon themselves unnaturally long lives. The Satrap shook his head. Though I have researched blood magic, whether advanced techniques were real or merely supposition, I cannot say. But this Lynx obviously believed in the myths. So, using our blood, Pentea gulped nervously, He hoped he would have enough power for a spell of substantial strength. Fortunately, he picked a capable immortal, and Sagaris, many others in your place, would have drowned in that chamber. The satrap gazed at the swirling waters, now even with the top step of the stairwell. I will have this temple sealed once Commander Ismaili oversees a full search of its corridors. Let us leave our marks, then. Picking Hashmid's dagger up from the floor, Shireen roughly scratched their names into a patch of wall that had been worn smooth by the touch of thousands of worshippers. Once she was satisfied that the engraving would endure the ravages of time, she sheathed the blade and presented it to her mortal as a war trophy. There. Now a part of our triumph here will endure. As it should. Still, this is no place for you two to linger. The leopard's face brightened as he gave Shireen an approving nod. You defended her well, Sagaris. I sense much fire in your heart. But I was only doing my duty, Shireen said, turning to meet Pentea's eyes. The caracal traced over every detail of her delicate emerald-green irises for what seemed an eternity. Suddenly, Pentea felt like stripping off her waterlogged armor as her skin once again prickled with heat... You have my word, I will give a full report to Commander Ismaili once I escort Pantea home, Satrap. I will look over the cuneiform once it is prepared. Did this link say whether he conspired with others? Satrap shared a concerned look with one of his captains, a tall golden jackal, with henna-dyed fur on his wrists. Unfortunately not, Satrap. If there is a conspiracy afoot, he made no mention of it. I... Shireen grunted as she suddenly keeled over. Only Penthe's quick reaction prevented her from plunging into the hard stone. Though she was freezing and exhausted, the immortal somehow found strength enough to bear the caracal's weight. I need to help with the search. You need to rest, the satrap said, applying a little more of the poultice to the wound on Shireen's shoulder. She met her gaze with stern eyes. Let me take it from here. There's nothing more for you to do but see the Imperial Healer. Satrap, I— The leopard turned to Panthea with stern eyes. Please, escort Shireen there at once. I'll have one of my gold cloaks meet you there to offer you his sword, until Shireen's injuries have fully mended. Thank you, Satrap. I think I can manage that. Penthea lowered her head with an exhausted sigh. Will there still be an official ceremony? "'Yes. In a few weeks' time, a clay tablet from Persepolis will arrive, bearing a commission. "'From there you will travel south. "'A word has reached my ear of a darkness stirring somewhere beneath the desert stands. "'Perhaps it is related to what transpired here today.' "'May I take Shireen with me?' Pente asked, trying to conceal her excitement "'as Commander Ismaili returned, with Shireen's battered pack.' The satrap tucked something inside before slinging it over the caracal's back. "'Please?' "'I will recall her from the court guard. You will need one skilled in arms to escort you through such treacherous lands.' The satrap held a small leather file beneath the tip of Shireen's muzzle. After taking a deep whiff of the vigor salts, the caracal ground as she managed to stand under her own power.' Now get going while you still have strength. Do look after her, young immortal. You two make for a fine partnership. Thank you, Satrap. I am ever your servant. Blushing beneath her cheek ruffs as she slung Shireen's arm over her shoulder, Pente helped the caracal limp to the end of the hallway and into the warmth of the late afternoon sun. They collapsed together back to gag against a date palm tree. So, a journey to the south together, huh? Gaze at the stars while holding paws. Shireen cocked an eyebrow as she examined her pack. Nestled at the top was a large leather pouch embossed with a satrap seal, completely stuffed with barbecued fallow deer. She cocked an eyebrow before cracking it open. I guess this counts as our date, right? I just wonder how he knew. "'He is the satrap, after all. His wisdom is legend. "'And just for the record, I think it counts.' "'Leaning in close, Pantea's lips caressed the cheek of her sagaris, "'as her heart filled with the purest love of youth. "'Rich spice blossomed across her tongue "'as she popped a hunk of meat into her muzzle. "'I can't think of another way I'd rather have earned the satrap's mark "'than fighting alongside you.' "'The pleasure is all mine, my immortal.' Shireen leaned in close, and once more Pentea's lips met hers, under the warm sun of the Persian Empire. This was the second and final part of The Satrap's Mark by Thomas Steele, read for you by Rob McWolf, Werewolf Hitchhiker. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog, or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.